Hey guys, it's Liz. Oh my gosh, I have been so MIA, but guess what? Tonight I have a guest speaker and it happens to be my little brother, Lucas Ramirez. As I mentioned a couple of episodes back that um, he had a really bad a drug addiction from the age of what was it? 15, 18, 15 to 30 to the age of 30. He's actually 32 now yeah. and he has came clean and I just wanted to kind of get on here and talk about, you know, a couple of things about his past and, you know, cause I know there's a lot of people out there that's struggling with drug addiction and they don't know how to stop. They stop for a little bit, but they can't keep, you know, going. They just, they give up or something, you know, falls apart for them and they just fall back into the same, you know, position that they were in before previously. And that's why I wanted to inter- interview my brother because this kid actually is so strong, so tough, so smart, you know, attractive guy. And for all these years, you know, he just smoked around doing drugs. And, you know, I didn't even want to be around him. You know, my family pretty much disowned him for years. And he had no one by his side. And I know it had to be hard when you don't have family to support you and be there for you. I kind of just want to ask him a couple of questions. So, um, Lucas, so tell me, how did, what, how did you start drugs? Or what happened? What caused you to start drugs? Being young. 15 years old, get married, had kids, been by yourself. I didn't have that life when I was living with my mom and dad. So when I got out, I just went crazy. You know, one thing went from weed, and it's a gateway drug. Weed's a gateway drug. So it went from weed, first of all, drinking, then weed, cocaine, meth. I never done heroin. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I did a little bit of crack, but crack wasn't my thing. But... For years, I've struggled with it because painkillers. Painkillers was another thing that you can lose your whole family over. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day, and the first thing that's on your mind is how I'm going to get that high, or what's my next fix, who I got to steal from, or my mama. I stole jewelry, uh, hurt people's hearts, shit like that. How many times have you been in jail? From... 20 years old, I was in jail every year all the way up to like 28, 29. Then 29, I was in jail for a couple months. It, it was rough. It was rough. But you got to find something that you love more than that high if you ever. I mean, a lot of people could try to help you, but you got to be wanting to, willing to help yourself before you can go further and take the next, next steps to change your life. So what made you actually change your life this past time? What made you completely stop the drugs completely 100% cold turkey? And how long did it take you to, to, to actually with the withdrawals and uh, what happened? How withdrawals did you do it? was about nine months, withdrawals, but to uh, adapt to normal life after being all those years of living my drug high and everything, it took about a year and a half, year and a half to figure my body out or figure how I was to live life. Like, uh, wake up every morning instead of getting high, wake up every morning and like, go get a cup of coffee or energy drink or whatever I did to start my day other than drugs, you know, like live a normal life like other people, not living in a high life and everything's fast all the time, you know. I didn't sleep five days, six days. I stayed up 18 days and after a while, 
everything will just start to fall down on you. You'll hear stuff. I think you're seeing shit outside, looking out blinds like crackhead, you know, damn blinds messed up in the house and shit. But now it's, you get used to it after a while. So when everybody pushed you away, and so there was a story, I'll tell you guys. So about, um, about, what was it, three years ago? Three years ago when you was locked up? Was yeah. it the last time you were about? Two years, three years ago, yeah. About three years ago. Yeah. I was actually on a road trip to New Mexico with my bestie. And, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, my brother, um, you know, kept calling me, you know, from jail, and, um, you know, he was a complete asshole. I'm asshole. not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. He called me a bitch, and guess <laughs> what? He got blocked, you guys, from the jail. I blocked his ass. I was trying to get a hold of my old lady, though. You know, and, and it's crazy because I understand, you know, I was trying to help him out. I barely had money myself. I was trying to help him out as well. And, you know, it really pissed me off because I'm like, at that point in time, I think mom, dad, everybody, you had no help from nobody. But yeah, was, that was the one of my times when I was withdrawing until I just got locked up. So, yeah. yeah. So how did you how did you cope with that? How did you deal with that? Uh, well, my old lady, she moved to Alma after we got locked after I got locked up. She took off to Alma. And she didn't want to be around the high life no more, you know, because she wanted to be around the kids and do a normal life. So right. she, she told me that she didn't want to be with me because my first thing, yeah, I put getting high first instead of the to loving the woman I love. And I was putting always drugs first, drugs first, drugs first. So she got tired of it. So she told me on the phone, and it's the hardest thing you can ever deal with if you're locked up and the woman that you love won't pick up or block you. So of course, you know, something to think about it. And finally she answered the phone and said, I, you know, you want to accept the high or you want me and the kids and everything. So that moment, and I was like, I, I want you and the kids. So, so like I said, you got to love, you got to find something to love more than getting high. So how do you feel now that you're completely 100% clean? Have you been clean for two years? Love it. Love um, it. You, you guys, just to let you know, my brother was like, how, how much did you weigh when you was on drugs? Uh, I weighed about 118. And how much do you weigh now? 183. Yeah, so 183, you guys, like, you know, from coming. You got a good on me. I got yeah. a good. He, he looks really good. He I looks, don't drink. He I looks don't like smoke. a football player with a beard right now. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't, I don't do anything that and i got injured just a couple of weeks ago i mean i was drinking but not like drinking every day and one night i just uh i talked to my my kids from my ex-wife and i got upset a little bit because my son didn't want to talk to me so later on at night i started drinking i started drinking and my little girl was with me with my wife or my fiance i started drinking so i told my old lady stop by this liquor store I'm gonna get me something to drink, you know what I'm saying? So she went by the liquor store and got me a damn bottle of Hennessy. It was like a pint to my, and I don't drink like that, you know what I'm saying? But hell, I was hurt that time. And I don't do drugs, so I was like, well, I wouldn't drink it off, whatever. I drank that bottle from Baxley before we got in Almond. That's only a 10 minute drive. I had that bottle gone. So I got home, I was munching out like a motherfucker. You know, you had munchies, and I love fucking Roman noodles, so I was going cook me a pack of Roman noodles. So I put the glass in the microwave and I, I put that bitch on five minutes at least because I was drunk. So I was seeing triple already. So I, I put that bitch on. Well, I went to take it out, I guess. I had my cup right there. 
And I thought I was pouring in the cup. I guess it was the wrong cup of mine because I've seen triple, you know. I should have mm-hmm. poured it the one in the middle instead of right side, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I poured it down and all went in my feet. So I just had to do a surgery two weeks ago and I'm going for another surgery tomorrow. So that's another lesson learned not to, whatever you're going through in life, don't pick up no alcohol or drugs to try to, to help it because it just makes it worse regardless. What advice would you give to others that, you know, are on drugs and that are really wanting to get off drugs? Um, what would be your best advice to them? Like, how, you know, what would you say to them? First, you got to be willing to help yourself. So you got to be willing to help yourself, people. That's the number one thing he's saying. And prayer. God, if you don't have God in your life, you'll never make it in this world, regardless. And if you got somebody that loves you, just change that whatever, that love that you have for somebody instead of that high. I mean, what you prefer to have in life, somebody that you sleep with and cuddle every night or your, or your family, whatever, or the high. I mean, what's going to get you further in life? I live half my life being on drugs and everything, and I, I kind of made a decision. Well, I want to live the other half of my life different to see if we'll go further and went way beyond where I thought it would be. Yeah, and recently too, you guys, so I'll let you guys know that my brother has been having some heart issues, um, energy drinks and stuff with his heart and stuff. Um, you know, whenever you, you're a person that's been on drugs and addicted to drugs for so many years, it affects your health and your body completely. Staying um, up weeks at a time. Weeks at a time. You don't eat right. You lose your teeth. Um, most people I do. I got not. all mine. He's got all his, luckily. But there's, you know, there's drugs out there that actually will cause, you know, your teeth to fall out, um, your skin to just, just, I don't know. I mean, if you don't quit drugs and don't decide to quit it, all you're looking forward to is a lot of heartache or prison or dead. That's it. So sure. you, that's all you're looking forward to. You how might as well go ahead. If you're going to keep doing drugs and think that you need drugs in your life to live. How many friends have you lost um, from drugs? I didn't lose none. I chose to be. But you haven't, like, none has ever overdosed. No. Blake? Blake? Yeah, was, I had two friends that overdosed. Yeah. I mean, these, and I know one of them was a very good guy, you know, and he was smart. Um, was in the Navy, and then yep. all of a sudden he, you know, changed the drugs. Him. It controlled him. It consumed it. It consumed him. And, you know, and that's crazy because drugs can do such a thing, and it's like people don't believe it. And everybody needs that person to listen to them. I mean, I don't care what they're going through or whatever. If that person, like if he had somebody to listen to him, he'd probably still be there. But just because he was on drugs, people just pushed him to the back or on that back burner and didn't want to listen just because he was out there. Well, I did try to motivate my brother, but it never really helped, I don't think. Too I, hard I really, it. You know, I, I did did. I tried everything I could to tell him, you know, stay positive, get off the drugs, stay clean. I even drove him to the jailhouse one time because he, like, he grabbed me so hard. Took 15 and, years I was an addict. 15 years. 15 years. Well, you know, you look amazing right now, and... You know, you guys, this is this is why I wanted him to come on here and be my guest speaker because, you know, I wanted him to talk about his past. And, you know, we have all go through things in life that's really difficult. It's a, it's a very dark time for most of us. But whenever you get to see the light, it's amazing what you can see on the other side. And once you're past all of that, 
And, you know, of course, being older and you become a lot wiser and you just make better decisions and you know exactly what you want out of life. You know, so if you do actually work on yourself and help yourself, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you could change your life. Most people believe, oh, this is, this is fucked up. That's not true. People don't change. But, you know, this is living, my brother's living proof right now. You know, he was on drugs, you know, since he was 15 years old. He's now 32 years old. And I wasn't just on drugs. Just when I got high, I mean, you can ask my fiance, you can ask anybody that knows me. When I got high, I got high to the the highest, fullest max that you can ever get high. I'm talking about when I was doing pills, I do 15 Roxy's a day, the lighters, uh, whatever I get, shoot them up. I mean, that's all I did, was shooting it up. But when I got high, even on meth, I shot up a gram at one time, and uh, I guess me and my fiance did, and I guess we went through this, I don't know if we passed out from, or we had overdose, but that night, we had no lights in the house. We lived in the house with no lights because we were so bad on drugs. And I woke up one night. I looked out the damn window. And my fucking window was open, man. There was people fucking jumping off the trailers and shit. I tell my man you can hear him scream. I ain't lying. And fucking uh, right then, that like that moment right there, I looked over and I seen a fucking wall opening them up. Like this big ass motherfucker walked out, man, with a hood and everything. You knew it was the devil and shit. Seen the little devil fucking this. The cups were floating in the fucking air and all kind of shit. Hell yeah, this little motherfucker was climbing in and out the fucking cabinets and shit. Excuse my language, but man, we were scared as shit. You know, I was praying. That was the first time I ever prayed like a lot. And every time I prayed, man, they kept backing up, backing up. But then when that ladder went out, I held a ladder, struck, I lit ladder for eight hours straight. And when that bitch went out, we started freaking out. And finally, the next morning when daylight was here, we jumped out. We was in the boxers. My old lady was in her bra and panties. We ran to, I think, we ran and jumped on the back of the truck or the na- uh, neighbor seen us. So she walked over there. She's like, what are y'all doing? I was like, man, you don't see that in the back porch? Man, there's two people hugging and shit, man. It's with straight jackets on, man. We just seen the devil, I swear. And so she's like, well, I ain't scared of them. Whatever. So she walked to the house with us. Uh, man, our keys are in the house. And we're in the fucking truck. We want the hell. Out. We want to get the hell out of there. You know what I'm saying? So finally, I I ran back in the house. I swear to God, the house was covered in sulfur, like like everything was yellow. The sheets, everything. So I mean, and you know, like if there's sulfur anywhere, it means like demons or demonic. It's been around. It's like actually, I, I looked it up and everything. So anyway, so I went to my parents on the store at that time. So we went to the store, me and my old lady, man. I was, I was like, baby, come on. You know what? Fuck it. We got to tell man. That's, that's it for us. You know what I'm saying? We just need help right now. Cause we seen shit. We seen this little boy told us, like, what day was going to die and how, how we're going to die. And he, he could see a little fucking feet print on the fucking windshield and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? So finally we went to the medicine store and told my mama, mama, we, we need help. Cause we seen shit. We done. I shot up a gram of fucking bad dope, and when I shot it up, it was like burning all the way up. So I, knew I remember, I remember that day because him and um, you know his fiance at the time literally was saying yeah, they, she part like eighty five pounds. They saw dead people, yeah, and they were telling my my dad actually threw him down on the ground that day. And, yeah, because I told him that you don't see that his, shit on a truck and beat no. his ass. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was sad. It was so sad because I never in my life seen my dad get so mad, but he was so sick and tired yeah. of seeing my brother 
you know, and and his fiance torn to pieces by drugs. Yeah. So but drugs... me and my fiance was unbreakable. I don't give a fuck. No. Like when we got high, we we love it. That's why I changed my life because I know she's the one for me. And when she said that she was done with it, she gave me a choice. And if you really love that person. You got to love something more or somebody more than that high. So, I mean, you right. got a choice to make at that certain moment. And that, that certain moment that you have to make that choice can determine the route of your life can go. Like, if you say, no, you know what, I'm going to keep getting high. Most likely, 99.99% of the time, you're going to really mess up your life or end up killing yourself. Or you could take the other route and be happy with the family, daughters, whatever. You know, whatever that makes you happy to live a normal life like it should be lived, you know. So, I have a question for you, which is really crazy. What happens if you don't have a significant other or someone by your side to support you? All you need is yourself. If you don't believe yourself or if you don't love yourself, I mean, how are you going to love somebody else? Well, I'm not only saying that, but, like, to help themselves. Like, if they are on addiction, if their dr- um, drugs really bad, like, what do they need to do if they're just alone? And it's just them by themselves. How do they do? I with mean, that? the worst thing you can do is just sit up and... Because the more you sit by yourself or whatever, it's, everything's going to be running through your mind. It can sometimes lead you to want to go do drugs because you're always by yourself. So what advice would you give? I'll say, you know, either write to yourself. And when I was in jail, I wrote to myself, like... Uh, I wrote to God or write to yourself or, you know, or find a hobby that you could do. How long was you in jail? And, like, is this when your drugs, like, your withdrawals actually, this is when you stopped? Yeah. Or how? The, the last time when I was in jail, three months. The last, last time. So, but, I mean, you, you, if you got your mom and dad there and they, like, see that, or anybody that loves you and they see that you're willing to change or really trying to, I mean, reach out to them. Don't be, fuck all the grudges, whatever, just reach out to them. And if nobody, if you still find yourself alone, go to AA's or go to a church or, you know, anything that uh, I do to, you know, help you feel a little bit better because you'd be surprised. I mean, just talking to somebody can make you change your mindset of wanting to do a drug at that moment in time i mean that can change a lot okay well you guys you heard it from my brother lucas ramirez thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast with me (laughs) totally appreciate it next time hopefully it's going to be something i won't be so nervous next time i was nervous (laughs) i got my hands sweating and shit right here you know what i'm saying But it's all good. I wanted you guys to hear his story because it's a very powerful story. I'm super proud of him. He's gained all his weight back. And seriously, he looks like a big football player with a beard. Um, But anyways, and you can tell he's very healthy. He's he's got a little gut going on now. It's not bad, but you know. (laughs) But anyways, guys, until next time, I hope you, you guys have a great, wonderful weekend and week next week. I will definitely be back on here soon. And have a great night. Bye.